You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Check that shit out, man, the internet. Let's see if those fucks wrote something new about us or that stupid-ass flick. Any movie based on Jane Silent Bob are gonna lick balls because they both, in fact, lick balls. Motherfucker. It's time we wrote something back. Type this shit down. All you motherfuckers are gonna pay. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're gonna fuck your mothers while you watch and cry like little whiny bitches. Once we get to Hollywood and find those Miramax fucks who's making the movie, we're gonna make them eat our shit, then shit out our shit, and then eat their shit that's made up of our shit that we made them eat. And then all you motherfuckers are next. A, uh, I'm doing a 21 um, fireworks salute huh. to uh, the Thin White Duke. I thought you were doing a uh, cowbell drum roll. That's a cowbell there. So now with all these picks up and everything, now you can see how he looks like Mayo? Are you talking about Bowie? Yeah. <laughs> now you see it, right? He looks like Mayo in the fact that he's... Like, yeah, yeah, okay, he looks like Yes, Mayo. yes, admit it. Mayo doesn't have the cool different color eye thing going on. If he did, though, it'd be twins, twins deep. Welcome to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Rich. You close enough to that mic there, buddy? Yeah, it keeps going in and out. All right, cool. It's fine. Yeah, Bowie's dead. Yep. I'll talk about it in a minute. And everybody was such big fans of him. Yeah, I know. That's what I want to talk about. Mm. Um, but first, I wanted to say that... Uh, um, I made a giant purchase. Well, yeah, sure. giant. No, not giant. Well, giant in the fact that it's the biggest purchase I've made in a while. Right, like right before we started the show, I was actually on this very same laptop, this very same computer, and um, bought myself a ticket to Iceland. The country? The country Iceland. <laughs> okay. Now you got to totally elaborate on this. Well, here's the thing. You just I, said, fuck it, Iceland? I've been seeing this girl. Bjork? Her name is Bjork. Yeah. yeah, she runs. She runs with a crew called the Sugar Cubes. Now, I, uh, um, uh, uh, friends of ours uh, are going, and they told me about it. And you know, like I, I've been, I've traveled overseas. I've been to London and stuff. And um, and I, I want, I traveling is something I want to do. It, and it fits in. You, I told you before the show that I had made this per- big purchase, but I was going to tell you on the show what it was. Uh-huh. And uh, and you asked me the first thing you asked me is if it fits in with minimalism. <laughs> And it does fit in with minimalism because the whole thing of minimalism is experiences, not possessions. Right, right. So this is an experience, albeit an expensive experience, but an experience nonetheless. Is it a cruise or just a trip? No, it's a trip. We're going to go in June. Um, we're going to be there for a week and, uh, you know, whatever. Hang out with some volcanoes or some yeah, shit. Yeah, do some Iceland. But, stuff. you know, like the thing is, is I, I want to – I've never been to like Italy or Spain. And I that's definitely on my list of things to do. And I plan on doing more traveling. Um, I haven't done any serious traveling besides in the United States in in, in a few years. But um, uh, the thing with London, like when I was in London, was that that was like a uh, London's like it's like, it's like New, New York, York. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it's a little bit older and it's cool, eighteen hundreds like New York, and it's cool to be overseas and in England and people talk a little bit different and all that stuff. But you know, it's it's, it's like New York, right? You know? That's and, how I felt about Amsterdam, right? It was like eighteen hundreds, right? Like, and and I and, want some Mediterranean. And Paris shit. is the same and and all that stuff. The main thing that I've always wanted to do is is like kind of a culture shock might be too extreme but i always want to travel to the places that aren't like new york yeah of course you know so so iceland's always been on my list japan's a big one that i want to get to places where japan's like a pretty intense new york right it's like new york times a million (laughs) but that you know but the thing is no one speaks english there you know what i mean it's like total it'll be a struggle right like everything's crazy they got panties and vending machines or whatever the fuck goes on there. So, uh, yeah, so this opportunity came up, and I jumped on it. So uh, I'll be in Iceland in June. I'm looking That's forward it. to it. It's supposed to be, like, beautiful there. 
Oh, it's unbelievable. Right? It's I mean, not ice, like right? Like Greenland is yeah. ice and Iceland is green. <laughs> yes, any third grader knows that. <laughs> yeah. The um, I, the Vikings, I believe it was, yeah. uh, named Greenland, uh, Greenland and Iceland, Iceland to throw off invaders. Ooh. So they, you know, so that uh, so that people wouldn't go to to uh, Iceland, even though it was really nice because they thought it was made of ice. And vice versa. Right, right, right. So, um, so yeah, I'll be there. Good one, Leif Erikson. <laughs> that <laughs> was pretty smart. Thanks. And, that, and well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm that, calling you Leif Erikson. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's 100% <laughs> not true. And uh, nah, I'll take it. And I'm sure I'll get a bunch of emails after this, <laughs> yeah. just like I did with all the making the all murderers the, and nah. the Twilight Zones. And all the Vikings are going to come out of the work. All the other things that he said. <laughs> all the Vikings that listen to Bowie. <laughs> well, so why you hate on Bowie? I don't hate on Bowie. I'm hating on the fact that everyone's a Bowie fan now. Okay. Well, let me first say that I am a Bowie fan. Um, uh, and and uh, the one of the cool things about getting older, especially if you appreciate the arts, like music and and uh, art, like you know, or uh, anything, stand up comedy is another one that you get you get to a certain age where you uh, where you actually go back. You'll start to go back and and experience things that you might have dismissed at a, a oh, younger yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like um, the thing with Bowie is when we saw Bowie, uh-huh. we saw Bowie in 1995 uh-huh. when he was on tour at Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. We were 15 year old idiot kids. If 15, we might. It was have been, still awesome though. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. But but one of one of the uh, one of my regrets now that I'm older and like like into like Bowie is that. I don't. Re- I went to that show more for Nine Inch Nails. Right. It was cool. Like it was like, oh, we're gonna see David Bowie. But but if I'm being honest, I went to that show for Nine Inch Nails, and and we were we were also young and experimenting with things, so our minds might have not have been in the oh, right place. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, to, that was more on the ride up. I think we took them too early. <laughs> well, but it was the type of thing that would last long <laughs> yeah, enough for great. a show. And to be honest with you, um, the, the kind of thing that we were doing at that time was very uh, w- placed very well with the Nine Inch Nails slash David Bowie. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. That's um, cool. But but for that for that though, and not really knowing his catalog that well and all that stuff, I don't really remember it that well. If I could go, that's one of the things in my life that I wish I could go back to again and see it in my older eyes. Because I, you know, I, there's a lot of people like even looking at at Facebook and everything after Bowie died. You know, there's a lot of people saying like, "Oh, I never got to see him." You know, he stopped touring years ago. Uh-huh. You know, and stuff like that. And, and so that made me feel kind of like, well, that's cool. At least I got to see the dude. Yeah, and he was the headliner on that show, but I don't remember him doing that many songs. No, he did. He did? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he, yeah, he definitely did. What they did was they were co-headliners. Nine Inch Nails started, and then remember... Um, they did Reptile they, together. Th- yeah, yeah. Bowie came out. They did Reptile and Hurt, I believe, together. And they did like a Bowie song, oh, yeah. too. And then as they were doing it together, the Bowie set kind of came around. Right. You know what I mean? That way. And then, and then Nine Inch Nails kind of disappeared, and then Bowie yeah. was on. There was never a stop in that show. It was very cool the way yeah, that they did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But as children, you know, we were just like didn't really know, you know, unless he played Changes or or uh, Man Who Sold the World or something like that. We didn't know all of his catalog, and I just wish I was he there. They did do Under Pressure. They did it together. I remember. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did that. That's like the only thing I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a bummer, man. You know, like it really. I I I really do appreciate David Bowie, and that's what I'm saying. From as I got older, I went back. Because our, our as growing up the way we did, like I guess you could call it punk rockers, we were very inclined to dismiss. At least I was to dismiss any sort of cla- what would be considered classic rock. You know what I mean? So I know I was. So yeah. like, so I like right off the bat was like, you know, like the door. I don't give a fuck about the Doors. I don't give a fuck about Led Zeppelin. Like that's not my music. It, to me, that was already lame music. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of into Zeppelin. Yeah, right. Well, you're a drummer, that's why. Yeah. But um, but it, but what I'm saying is, in when I was younger, Bowie kind of fell into that same thing where like I kind of just dismissed him. I'm like, oh, this guy's already on the radio. He's already so popular, so he can't be good. That's the way I thought as a dumb child. And then as you get older, in your 20s and your 30s, and and I've done this a lot. In the in you know in the decades past, is you go back, uh, you go back and you start listening to some of these people, and then you're like, oh shit, there is a reason why this guy was so popular because he's fucking amazing. Uh-huh. And Bowie was one of those dudes for me, yeah. you know. And just the one thing that I hate on so much is that 
you know, I can't I can't say this about Bowie because of his you know the the artistic edge that he brought to his music. But every time someone dies, they're always the single person that changed the face, changed the face, right. changed. How many people changed the face? Right. How many times did the face change? <laughs> you right. know what I mean? No, it's, totally. all, it's like once you die, you're the person that changed the face of right. rock and roll, you know? Right. And, and it's, I hate it, that. And no, and you're totally right. And, and that is people projecting themselves onto the situation, yeah. which is why it is, it has gotten to the point now where I, I, I have a very hard time going on any social media site the day that anybody I care about whatsoever dies. Yeah. You know, yeah. Two weeks ago, Scott Weiland changed the face. Right, right, exactly. You know? Now, a month before that, Dusty Rhodes changed the face of wrestling. <laughs> well, he did bring in uh, Sapphire around. That <laughs> yeah, was pretty so, yeah. sweet, sweet Sapphire. Brought down the culture barrier. <laughs> he was the Jackie Robinson. Well, Sapphire <laughs> was the Jackie Robinson of wrestling. Dusty and... Rhodes is like the besides uh, what's his name. Akeem, he was like the first wigger of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Akeem? Yeah, the African he, dream. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was definitely the first. He was full wigger. Or he just really thought he was black. I'd like to just uh, commend you for bringing up the word wigger, which I, know, I haven't heard since back. seventh grade. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's the thing. Everybody all of a sudden, and and I've been, I've been on Facebook for the past... <laughs> wigger. <laughs> I've been on Facebook for the past day and a half, just like almost out of like... Like, it, because it's so annoying that I, like, wanted to be, like, annoyed by it, you know? And it, in literally, there's some people out there that just, you know, wrote, uh, you know, like, that sucks. Rest in peace, David Bowie. Thanks for all you've given me. And that's great. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of people out there that attach themselves to it by saying, like, like, like I just told this story. Now, I just told this story, that story about us seeing David Bowie because I have a podcast and we're talking about it. I didn't put that on Facebook, right. you know? But I saw people do that where they, like, put up flyers and they're like, I saw Bowie here and I saw Bowie there. And it's like, it's not about you. Or the, the one thing that killed me the most, and I saw a bunch of it, because I have tons of musician friends on Facebook for being a musician for so long or whatever. And, um, and a lot of people put up their cover versions like they picked up their acoustic guitar and started playing fucking really yeah uh major tom or something like that and like look i'm not busting on anybody for for doing what they love to do you know uh and, and but is really is your cover song of a bowie song <laughs> what you should put up on on the internet the day that the guy dies they're gonna it, play it at his funeral yeah again <laughs> again not not about you right you know and um terrible and then there's always the people, and we've talked about this before, there's always the people that want to be the newsbreakers, you know? Like, oh, yeah, but how could you? Unless you were, like, by his bedside and fucking took a picture of his last breath. Right, I, right. But what I'm saying is, you. but yes, you're totally correct. But then why do everybody put up links to the news, to the articles? The, yeah. uh, going on Facebook the day that somebody, uh, a famous person dies, is like, if let's say we're in the 90s and the internet wasn't around anymore. And uh, or anymore, I'm sorry, at all, like it hasn't happened yet, or the late 80s or whatever it may be, and uh, and somebody uh, died. Let's say like when Kurt Cobain oh, killed himself. Such a phenomenon to me. I bring it up all the time, but continue. So this is not even a famous person. Any like any person. Uh, all right. So let's say on 1994 when Kurt Cobain killed himself, <clears throat> it would be like me walking down the street and then people I went to high school with. And ex-coworkers were just driving by, throwing newspapers at my face with a story on it every three seconds. Pa 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 pa. Have you heard about this yet? Have you heard about this yet? I know about this, you know. And that is where you bring yourself into it. And that is what all of social media is: is everybody just stroking their own cocks, whether they want to admit it or not. Right. And I'm sure I've done. I've never done it with celebrity deaths because I never, besides making the the old dirty bastard joke, which I make sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never jump on that bandwagon. And I actually did put a little thing up, but it was more of a joke. It was actually a joke busting on religion, but um but I but it had to do with Bowie the day he died, and I truly was saddened by it. And I'm sure there is a ton of people out there that are saddened by it. You know, he he was an amazing artist who touched a million different people, but the way that people just make it about their fucking selves mm -hmm. is an, it's unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's not even about celebrities like say, you know, someone's friend died and they put on Facebook Rest in peace. I miss you. All right. right. It's a nice sediment. You think it's sweet. But if you take away Facebook, what you're doing is you're writing a letter to all your friends or acquaintances or would-be friends, putting it in the mail that's saying, rest in peace, Joe, or whatever. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. All you're doing is writing a letter to your friends. Right. There's no... How the hell? Go If you really want to say rest in peace, say a prayer. 
Right. You know what I mean? Don't fucking write a letter to, like, yeah, ex-co-workers and acquaintances <laughs> yeah, saying, right. rest in peace. You know, it makes no sense at all. Well, that's because people, be, because th- there is... A, they want a, other people to see that they're in grief. There's That is why social media is so popular, is because everybody, whether they admit it or not, wants that little bit of celebrity that they get from it. Yeah, you know? they so, want to feel important. Yeah, they, 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 you have a thousand Facebook friends or 500 Facebook friends or 2,000 whatever it may be Facebook friends. And then you know that if you put this out, at the very least, people are going to look at it, you know, and, 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 and know that. And that's why people lie so much on Facebook. You know, the, the, the main thing, uh, and I'm sure I've said it before on this podcast, is, is the more people say that their life is great on Facebook, the more I know that it isn't. It's mm-hmm. almost like an opposite effect and yeah. stuff. And and, and it's just it, more and more as the internet and, and, and because honestly, the internet, like even though it's been around for so long now and it seems like such a big part of our lives, I think we're still in like the infancy stages of this thing. You know, like in 20 oh, years from now, it's going <laughs> to be a completely different kind of thing going on. And the same thing with social media. I mean, on the, in the long term of things, it's fairly new. And it seems like every time a celebrity dies, it gets worse and worse. Now, granted, Bowie's a giant one. You know, yeah, Bowie's but people a, see other people doing that and they want to be the one to like break the news they to themselves pr- or whatever. Or they just they want to prove to to everybody else that they're the biggest Bowie fan. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. like number one. Who cares? You know, that's like, like, you should never be a fan of any sort of art to show other people that you're a fan of that art. You're yeah. a fan of that art because you, it, it helps you in some way. It makes you feel good in some way. Yeah. You know? But, Not to be like, I was there before you were there and you and you and you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which, which, the age group of people that I'm friends with on Facebook couldn't be true anyway because none of those motherfuckers were alive when Bowie put out Honky Dory or, or, you know, or any of his early stuff. So whatever. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't, shouldn't feel bad and, and, you know, and mourn the death of such an amazing dude, you know, but, uh, but the whole, the whole social media aspect of it, it really does bring out the way people just, it's just about it's it, it's it's indicative of life. People are just about them fucking selves yeah. and all the time, and even if they try to hide it or mask it in one way or another. And and I'm not excluding myself from that. I'm not trying to act like I'm better than it. I think it might be a human nature thing that none of us can can uh, escape. But it's it's crazy how how much people are into it. You know? Yeah. So I I knew it was gonna happen. You know, I just didn't know it was gonna go on for that long. Like, what had happened? Like two days ago, right? Well, it happened late, early Sunday. Well, early Monday morning. So basically, what I, happened with me was I I got this fucking thing where I wake up at. It doesn't matter when I go to bed. I wake up at like four in the morning and I can't sleep from four to six o'clock in the morning. And I, it happens to me almost every night. If I could go to bed at eight o'clock, I go to bed at three o'clock in the morning. I wake up at four and no matter how much I lay there or I try to read a book or I might throw on Netflix or something like that you or, can't go back or smoke some weed or six. something, I, I just never really go back to sleep until 536. Huh. There's this weird time fucking clock thing I have going on. Weird. And um, and that happened that night, and I woke up, and I grabbed my iPad, and I checked Facebook, and I saw one person had put up the news article that, that Bowie died. And when I saw it, it, it did it kind of gave me that, like, oh, fuck, like that shock. But then I realized that I was looking at Facebook, and I realized the onslaught that was coming in, and yep. I literally said to him, I literally shut down my fucking iPad, and I said, I'm going to deal with this in the morning. <laughs> and I fucking just laid down prayed to whoever may be out there that that was a false fucking uh article and went to sleep and then lo and behold i woke up in the morning now my mornings are like 11 o'clock noon because you know but i woke up you know the next day and then it was it was all over yeah everyone's throwing up the fucking the picture of him with his changing face and all his hairstyles oh yeah yeah, yeah. everyone's throwing up pictures of him in his deathbed (laughs) Uh, was there pictures of that yeah but he but he did that on purpose he did like a final poem or some shit when he was in his deathbed, I don't know if that's true. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Well, did you see it on on the on Facebook? Yeah. yeah I right. didn't read it though. But I'll tell you what, man. I was more interested in the mayor from Ghostbusters. Yeah, we'll get to that. But <laughs> Bowie, the, the one I said that the one last thing I want to say about Bowie is that um, love him or hate him or 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 indifferent about him or whatever you may feel because that's another thing. I saw people put that up too, which was kind of infuriating. Where like people are like. I don't get why the fuck everyone's so upset about this Bowie dude. His song sucked. And it's like, all right, man, look. <laughs> yeah, relax. I, yeah, like, you might think that, and you're entitled to your opinion. Today might not be the day to fucking <laughs> put that up. That's almost as bad as everyone being like, you know what I mean? Like, I love fucking, you know, all this shit. But um, 
I'm going to say from an artist's point of view, that motherfucker did it correctly. He was a private guy his whole life. You know, he always let his music and his art and all that stuff and his acting and all the stuff that he did always be who what represented to him all the way down to the end. You know, like he put he literally put out this last album already knowing that he he already got his death sentence. He nobody knew that he was that besides his very close friends and family that he was on his way out. He didn't let it be known. He put out more shit in the last year, you know, knowing that he was on his way out. And then didn't say anybody and anybody, and then just just you know disappeared. What and kind of cancer was it? Lung cancer? I think I believe it was liver cancer. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. And um and uh, you know and that's like it, it uh, to to me as uh, respecting him as an artist, that's a great way to go because well that's what he was right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're just letting your art talk for you till the very very end. Mm-hmm. You know any 70, 69, 70 year old dude who has cancer who's been in the public eye for forty years might be inclined to be like. You know, like, oh, I, I got cancer or or let let his representatives put it out there and let everybody know so he could do his victory lap, you know, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. But he didn't do that because he didn't he, he he was able to separate his personal life and his art so much that that's probably one of his mistakes. Nobody, you know, besides the fact that he changed all the time and, and all that stuff, which was another I could talk about it forever because I love the guy. But but that I think that was a very cool way to just to to handle the whole situation. Yeah. Put out some stuff, you know, and I haven't, I haven't listened to the last, cause honestly, I'm going to say the last three Bowie albums, I wasn't that into, there's been a song or two. I've listened to all of them. There's been a song or two, but you know, it's just like any artist who gets older, you know, the stuff towards the end is, isn't going to be, yeah, he's not surprised. Yeah. Right, whatever. But now, you know what? I'm really going to go back and give this last album like a really good listen. You know, it's the same thing that like Warren Zevon did. I don't know if you're a Warren Zevon fan, but that's the same thing. But he made it more public uh, that he was ma- basically writing his swan song. But, but like uh, he um, he he got diagnosed with cancer, and he wrote an album about dealing with cancer and dying, and then put it out, and then died. And if you listen to that album again, whether you're a huge Warren Zevon fan or not, you hear a man dealing with his own demise and 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 dealing with that creatively, which is to me is 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 an important thing to do. You know what I mean? Like I. I don't know where I'm going to be, when I'm going to die, how old I'm going to be, what capacity I'm still going to be creating things. But I hope that maybe I'll have that outlet someplace where I could. If you get a warning about when you're going to die. Yeah. Like, you know, I can handle it creatively. But that's like a, that's a hard thing to, to get. Unless you have cancer, how else would you know you're going to die? Well, but I mean, cancer's, you know, a huge chance, you know? So (laughs) I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think it's I, a I, huge chance. <laughs> it's 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 a big possibility. Cancer, it should be cancer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too somber about it, but but I really respect the way that that guy did did his thing. And, he was and, an artist. Yeah, he was he was an artist, and yeah. and 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 just as John, the other the only other time that somebody died that it was this big um, that I could remember was Michael Jackson. You know, I don't yeah. think, you know, I don't think, you know, and so that, that proves how big of a dude you are and how many, how many people you've touched and stuff, it, regardless of everyone's ego getting involved and all that bullshit. If you just take the pure numbers of people like freaking out that Bowie's not around, you know? Yeah. You know, so I don't know. <clears throat> well, that, that's the whole thing that I think about when all these Bowie fans pop out of the woodwork. It's like, when was the last time he was significant to you? Because that right. should be the important thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if, if someone who posts, you know, recipes David Bowie, I remember being a kid and my parents playing his albums and I would, you know, sit on the kitchen floor in my undies and hear David Bowie. That is an honest, right. good post to me. Right. You know? And some people did do that. That's yeah. That's cool. Right. You know? But, you know, whatever, everything else we just said, you know. Just yeah, it's, it's to, act, to act like like you were just listening to Bowie yesterday. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and how could it? Yeah, and, right. And, and, and Like your five disc changers, all Bowie. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. And people, yeah, people just do that shit. It was like, it's the same thing when fucking, like, I just experienced it this year with, uh, and, and not to even act like this is on the same level, but I just experienced it this year with the Mets going to the World Series. All of a sudden, everybody was fucking Mets fans. Yeah. I've been a suffering Mets fan 
fan my whole fucking life, I could tell you that 75% of the people that were Mets fans last fucking October aren't fucking Mets fans, yeah. you know? But as an actual Mets fan, I had to, like, instead of getting enraged by it, I kind of had to be like, okay, these guys are all going to be gone come fucking March. Just let them act like they're actually Mets fans. And then <laughs> once the team sucks again next year, they'll go away, you know? And it's I guess it's kind of the same thing as this. It's like... Should I actually really care if somebody's actually a Bowie fan or not? Like that's their own fucking thing. Right? Yeah. No, nah, we shouldn't care. But know, when but... but when people are throwing it in your face all yeah. the time, you know, like uh, like on on Facebook, and and yeah, it's been two days and it's still going on. Yeah. You know? And then and then another thing that people do is they try to they try to do like the the I'm more underground. So like what a lot of people were doing, not a lot of people, but some people were doing, whereas they were putting up like I saw somebody put up a thing that said like this was the only Bowie thing I could watch today and they put the the Flight of the Concords Bowie the Bowie song bit that they did on the Flight of Concords show. And now it's even like more of a little like thing being like not only into Bowie, but I'm also into this like this comedy <laughs> thing that you guys might not know about, which everybody knows about the fucking I was Flight of Concords. I thought that was huge. It's Flight giant. Yeah, 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 right. You know what I mean? But exactly. Nobody doesn't know who the Flight of Concords Flight of the Concords is. But that's just another thing where it's like, here's my preference. So, you know, and it's like that was them kind of yeah, I mean they were paying homage to Bowie, but they were also kind of po- poking fun at Bowie. Oh, he wasn't actually in it? No, no, around. yeah. It was just, uh. you know, but it but it was like it was like, you know, or the or a lot of people put up the um the Bowie on uh, extras that Ricky Gervais show where he sings a song and tell about how Ricky Gervais is fat and a loser or whatever, <laughs> which was a funny ass bit, you know, but it's like, this is what I'll be watching, you know, it, it's like, I seen something really funny. It was uh, a dude or, or a chick. I don't know who, but their Facebook profile is actually <laughs> David Bowie's bulge from the movie Labyrinth. And <laughs> yes, that's a legendary bulge. And, uh, and, and he, the person talks as if he's the bulge, like, you know, going amongst his business, but being David Bowie's bulge in Labyrinth, yeah. you know, like, you know, did you see me today, you know? Right. Like, look into the bulge, I'll tell you your future. <laughs> Fucking funny as hell. Well, anyway, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's hard to, to, to talk about the, the Facebook thing because it's, it's, there's so many different fucking levels to it. I literally yeah. could talk and about it. It's never going to stop. I could, no, right. And it, you know what? And I'm not even complaining about it like it should, you know, this isn't on my list of things that don't need to come into, I'm not hate, hate, hating right mm-hmm. now, but, um, but it's at, at the very least just an interesting thing when you, you, not only do you have to deal with your own, like, I, emotions might be a strong fucking word because it's not like I was on my knees going why yeah. you know and, but you have to deal with your own thing of like ah fuck this sucks and then you also have to deal with uh, 700 other people's things of mm-hmm. you know yeah and, we're, and when people are like oh David Bowie what a great guy it's like you fucking knew Dave yeah right you know what I mean like how do you know he didn't go home and fucking slaughter kittens you know like right. what if he was an asshole how right. do you know you know yeah I mean, all, amazing. Uh, you know, uh, he wasn't. Like, there's enough information out there that, that he right, actually was. Right, but, you know, but people act like they're on a first-name basis with him. Right, totally. Like, yeah. No, I get it. They were cool with Dave. But, yeah, you had a you had a celebrity death that rocked your world. Yeah, Lenny, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I'm, there was only one news post about him. I'm like, all this about Bowie, one about Lenny, baby. <laughs> It's it is always a bad if you're a mid level or lower level celebrity, it is always a very bad uh, move <laughs> yeah. to die the same day that a giant celebrity Seriously. dies because you get swept under that. Like who was it? Uh, fuck, uh, I'm gonna try to look it up. Well, but. Rowdy Roddy totally outshined Dusty Rhodes. They died on the same day. Not the same day. No, but that's the same what I'm, month. No, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, it, to die on the actual same uh, day as another oh, celebrity. Uh, that'd be a good thing to check out. Because uh, I know... Um, we got to make a top 10 for that one, baby. Uh, yeah, that would yeah, be pr- pretty interesting. I don't interesting. even know if there is 10. That's that's tough. Um, hang on for a second. I'm just looking this up. Um, I know it happened f- this year? Uh, I'm sorry. Say what? It happened this year? No, it was when Michael Jackson died. Oh, yeah. Fa- uh, Farrah Fawcett died oh, on the yeah, same yeah, day yeah. as Michael uh, Jackson. And I think Patrick Swayze, right? No, no, that wasn't. I remember the same they day. all died together. Yeah, I think they all died in the same time. But Farrah Fawcett actually died on the same day as Michael Jackson. Really? And it's like, and Farrah Fawcett was a decent celebrity, you know, especially yeah, yeah. if you're from that time period watching TV and all that, you know, back then. And uh, yeah, and she didn't get shit, you know. It was because MJ was so giant. Yeah, you know. But I remember seeing some things on Farrah. Yeah, because I I think I watched them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I was they hoping were for a nude, probably. <laughs> I'm sure they were there, but if you ask anybody who would know, I don't even know what day it was. But if you if you ask, like it was like June 23rd, 
Uh, okay. Something like that. What, 25th. My favorite thing that happened uh, when MJ died was we were in a bar that night. Yeah, at- McDonald's. Were you were there? Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I remember. And uh, and so the the word got out at, at the bar, and um, and everybody started like kind of like freaking out or whatever. And uh, and then you know the Facebook thing hit, and then everyone was talking about it, and then the whole bar kind of got like you know like into the whole thing, which was a very cool experience to like to find that out while you're out with a whole bunch of people, even people you don't know, yeah, and then yeah, have like yeah. this communal experience was pretty interesting. But my favorite thing that happened was immediately people just started running to the jukebox and putting on any MJ song that they could find. Yeah. And uh and so we're listening to all the hits and everything and then <laughs> and then you just hear boom 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 and you're like, all right, sweet, here it comes and you hear your butt is wide <laughs> and nice. minus two. Someone went and put Weird Al's fat on instead of fucking bad and I fucking died laughing. That's a great album album i think we've talked about it before that's that's a fucking classic oh weird al's you even could, worse yeah, yeah you, greatest you can play that from front to back yeah but i'm just saying it was funny in the <laughs> middle of a michael jackson tribute literally like 20 minutes after the guy died someone <laughs> threw on weird al in the middle of it it was fucking great so that person knows how to appreciate a good death <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah right like, you know celebrate the the good humored stuff about it right you know not cry over fucking you know how great off the wall was right because they they had that album before anyone else did, and it's weird. It, it is weird when a celebrity dies because because. And I was thinking about this yesterday too. Is like, like I said, the last like I guess three Bowie albums, they didn't light my world on fire or anything like that. You know, I appreciated that he was still putting out art and everything. So so, what made me feel so kind of empty when I found out that he died? It you know it, it's I don't know him personally, so it's, it wasn't a personal loss. Um, if his creativity and his his uh, his output that way stopped, it's not really doesn't affect me that much. It's not like you know it wouldn't be like let's say like propagandy's tour bus fell off a cliff or something. Knock on wood, <laughs> you know somebody who I'm I'm like so fucking in love with and can't wait for their next thing, you know, or something like that. So like you don't so there wasn't that level of loss with it, but still I felt that like kind of ah man that sucks. It just kind of felt like. A kindred spirit is yeah. now gone. I I'm guess. trying to think of what what actor or musician would have to die for me to get upset like that. Well, I mean, do you remember how how upset we were when Kirk killed himself when we were kids? Yeah, well, that we were kids and we were like in the in the middle of learning all his music, and we were, you know, and he, it was in the and it was in the in his prime too. Yeah, which is, which you know, is, there yeah. could have been so many more albums, right. you know, and there was there was like a lot lost there. You right. know, if Kurt was seventy and died of cancer, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. So, so right, and so let's say he made it to seventy, put out a couple okay albums that that you maybe weren't that into, you know, in the past decade or something like that, yeah. and um, and uh, you obviously don't know him as a person, but you still would have that thing where like ah shit, like you know, and it's a weird thing that you go through when yeah. it comes. To, and I guess that again just speaks to the amount of art. You know, because it's the the art is what's transcendent. You know, it's yeah. like once you're at a certain point as an artist, you almost don't even fucking matter. Right. You know, so so I guess again that just speaks to his work. You know, being that yeah. powerful that because as far as his life, you know, what could he have had ten more years tops if he was healthy? Right. Another you thing, know? everyone says that fucking <laughs> the lifespan is like what's the lifespan of a human being it's supposed to be like ninety years or something? Eighty six. Really? Yeah, I thought it was like eighty. Or 82. Okay, but let's say... Even, I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe it went up. Well, I don't know, but I hear that all the time. But it seems like most people die at 70. That's what I thought. Well, I, shit, it seems like people die younger than old all the time. No, right, of course, and that's that's going to happen. But I'm talking about even, like, kind of, like, natural causes or stuff. Like, you know, it's it doesn't seem like most people are it making like it... like 78, 79. Even that seems like crazy. Like, yeah. like, uh, like... Like Donald Trump is sixty nine years old, right? The dude's running for president, you know, and it's like Bowie just died at sixty nine years old, and no one's—I mean, people are shocked. And I even heard people say, like, "Oh, that's too young," and I agree that it's too young. Um, but at the same, not that too right? Young. At the same time, you're not—you wouldn't not shocked the way you would be if he died in his forties, you yeah. know. So like, so at one 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 part, we have this guy who's running for president who like wants to be the leader of the free world for at least four more years, who's the same age as another guy. Who just called it quits? Yeah, you know, and it's it's, it's weird, but but I that's want... also cancer, you know. No, I get it. I get the cancer thing because even you know, even having cancer, living till seventy is pretty damn good. But right. that could be also be the whole British thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. Well, I guess it's like you live to be a hundred if you're British, healthy. 
So if you have like AIDS or cancer, you'll make it to like 70 or 80. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that British people live longer than American yeah. people? Yeah. Do you have any uh, facts to base this up? Or am I going to get a whole ton of emails after this episode? You're going to get a whole ton of emails. How, how wrong you but are. But I mean, shit, look at, you know, Keith Richards and Lou Reed and they're survivors. Lou Reed is from New York. Is he? Yeah, he's an British. American. No. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. Nah, Lou Reed is oh. fucking New York. But Lou Reed died at 70 years old. Yeah. He was 70 fucking years old. That's pretty good for you know his life. Uh, I would say so for a heroin addict and, yeah. and somebody who grew up in Manhattan and, and using intravenous drugs and all the, sh- all the gay sex and all the shit that he did. That's yeah. a survivor. Yeah, he's a fucking survivor. I'll give him that. And you know what? And when Lou died at 70 a few years ago, nobody, everybody was kind of upset about it. I, I was upset about it. Uh, but nobody was shocked like nobody was like um like everybody was like sweet we had lou reed for 70 years you know that's what i'm saying like how much more are you trying to suck out of bowie i think i think though the way that bowie did go out kind of fucking um kind of threw people for a loop because he just put out this album he just had this play open like all this stuff came out so everyone was thinking like bowie's on his way back like people were even talking a few days ago up until the moment where they said he was dead people were talking about is he going on finally going back on tour people are getting excited in fact like holy shit he's popping back up you know um and then and then all of a sudden so like maybe that has to do with it that's we're a like, cool thing to do we're like lou reed didn't really hadn't do much the last few years of his life he did that weird thing with metallica or whatever and then, did he yeah that 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 <laughs> lou reed metallica album you didn't hear that nah. it's fucking nuts oh my god and uh and that's look fucking weird i love lou reed um i don't so much love metallica but i love i love lou reed and um it was kind of unlistenable. I'm just gonna say. Well, what he sings over Metallica's ripping music? Kinda. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's kinda it's kind of a weird thing. <clears throat> but he said before he died, his wife said that he said that that was his favorite thing that he's ever done. What? Which is, yeah, which is also it just speaks to to the weirdness of Lou Reed. Yeah. But speaking of Lou Reed, I mean Transformer, right? One of the greatest albums ever made. Some of the best songs that Lou Reed ever wrote was produced by David Bowie. Was it? Yeah, he took uh, he took and he took a lot of those songs that were kind of raw and more in the vein of the Velvet Underground, like even a satellite the song Satellite of Love, which is one of my favorite Lou Reed songs. Um, that early there was earlier versions of that song, which was kind of more of like an open rock song, didn't have as much melody. It was a little bit faster and a little bit looser and stuff like that. And then if you listen to that song Satellite of Love. I mean, that could be a David Bowie song. You could literally... Oh, if, he changed it that much? Yeah, you could uh, You could take Lou out of that and have Bowie sing it, and you would believe that that was a Bowie song, you know? <laughs> and so, like, one of the reasons that arguably Lou Reed's biggest album of all time was because Bowie... And, and Bowie came in, and out of just a straight-up love for that scene, he loved Andy Warhol, he loved Lou, the Velvet Underground, he came, over, he came to New York, fell in love with New York, fell in love with these guys put himself in that scene and really helped it out. You know, like that's the type of guy he was. And another thing, um, which was weird that I didn't think of is when I heard Bowie died, I just, I just thought, I don't know why, but I just put him in London, you know, I just was like, all right, what, that's where he died. That's where he died. That's oh. where he was living. That's where he died. But that's not true. He died in Manhattan. Did he? Yeah, he was living in and died in Manhattan, which makes it even weirder because he's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, right up the street you know so like uh-huh. this living legend is just up the street and we nobody know i mean and that's manhattan like you never know who's crawling around and shit like that but it's just weird like you know like the dude was there the whole time but he was sitting in like in um and like St. Vincent's Hospital or something? Or I think he died I, at home. I think he died at home, uh, yeah. as far as I it know. It makes more sense. When you have cancer, I think you die at home. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know all of that. And you know what? I didn't even really read a lot of those articles and stuff like that because I had the information that I needed to know. You yeah. Know? Was it, oh, he was, you know, he died peacefully at home. You know, what was it going to say? Yeah, right. You so, know? but uh, no Ghostbusters mayor, though. No, no one gives a shit about him. <laughs> Well, I give a shit about him. I'm oh. just going to start posting mad on Facebook that I like Ghostbusters before anybody else. Like that should be your bit. So just start posting on Facebook as soon as we're done with this episode oh, about God. how he touched your life mm-hmm. and how uh, your high school band um, fucking covered. I don't. He's not an artist. So I don't know how that makes any sense. So, what did we cover? No, I'm just going to. I was just saying <laughs> like how you know like uh, or your high school um, play group did his scenes from Ghostbusters back in the day, <laughs> and he touched you so much. Yeah. 
Every time I watch Ghostbusters, I just wait for his scenes because he's the magic. I love I love in Ghostbusters how both times he's not the bad guy. Like, they send the Ghostbusters away both times, right? Doesn't that happen in both movies? What do you mean they send them away? To a psych ward? Well, the, the second one they go to a psych ward. The first one they go to jail, right? Yeah. Yes, but both times it's after they visit the, the uh, mayor's office. Yeah, but it's never... It's, it's not never the, the mayor. It's his slimy fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, co-worker guy yeah. or whatever. Well, it's just that slimy dude that's always a slimy dude in part two. Too. You know Zeus's manager <laughs> and no holds barred. <laughs> yeah. You jack off Zeus. <laughs> but uh Isn't it p- the same guy from the first nah, one? No, I think in part one it's when Walter Peck comes to uh shut down the containment grid and he shuts down the containment grid and all the ghosts go free and then they're standing outside. It's like and he's like, just points at fucking Egon. He's like, he did it and they get arrested. Oh, is that what it be? Maybe I'm getting the two confused. Yeah, they just get arrested by cops. Right. Yeah. Because uh because th- that they do that in movies a lot where they they have uh the the authority figure never be the decision maker so that way the authority figure could come back and be and like do a good thing. and be like <laughs> you let them out of jail and you're fired. Yeah. And they always <laughs> have to fire the 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 guy underneath him who yeah. made the decision. To, yeah, to... well, in the first one it's Walter Peck. He doesn't get fired. He just like Get get him out of my office. Right, right. You're gonna miss him and stuff. And in part two, I think he fires the slime ball. Yeah, right. Man, I can picture that guy, but I don't know who he is. I keep wanting to say Richard Kind, but I know it's he looks like Richard Kind, but he's not Richard. The guy that used to host Family Feud. No, no, Rich. You know he is in Ghostbusters. Is he really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like he plays a cop. Oh no, I'm thinking of Overboard. Never mind. He's an Overboard. Okay, Ghostbusters and Overboard. huh? (laughs) Yeah, '86. It was a good movie. It was a good year for movie. (laughs) I remember when Goldie Hawn was getting uh getting uh, harassed by ghosts all over the place. Yeah, Goldie Hawn is so much hotter than than uh third order's name. Uh Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. <laughs> Million times. Now? Like right now? No. No. <laughs> no. If you put them at this their same in their twenties, you know, if you put if you compare overboard to uh I don't know. What the fuck did Kate Hudson ever do? Almost uh, famous. Almost famous. You know? I mean, Kate Hudson was pretty hot and almost famous. Yeah. You can't say that Kate Hudson isn't an attractive human being. No, I didn't say that. Goldie Hawn might have been hotter. And yeah. I, I think I would I would tend to agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, Goldie all the way. But uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't turn either of them away. As no, they say. no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I mean, you got to get hot to. You have to be hot to wrangle yourself some Kurt Russell. Yeah. To get some Kurt Russell in your life. Giving Goldie his love muscle. <laughs> <laughs> another thing, I don't want to bring up Facebook, but another thing, have you have you uh, bought into this um, Powerball thing? Have you purchased? Oh, what that? Oh, did I buy a ticket? Yeah, no. All right, right. Uh, and I did, uh-huh. and I I admit that that there's no reason to. I like I'm not a positive about it, but for some reason I fell into the hype. And I I purchased mm-hmm. Powerball tickets. I thought you were going to say something about that really bad mathematical statement that somebody posted. Well, that is that was really bad. Yeah, I wasn't even going to bring that up. What I was going to bring up is the fact that people, uh, companies do this thing where they buy a Powerball ticket and then they put the picture on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and they say, "If you like these, like and share this. If we win." We'll give we'll we'll share the winnings with everybody who liked and shared this or well, whatever. Why does that? What does that have to do with anything? Why does liking and sharing? How does that increase the odds? Because it's a marketing technique for companies. So right. so basically, what happens is all these people will like they always they always do the excuse of you never know, and then they like it and they share it, you know, <laughs> and then and then it's it's genius from a marketing point of view for these companies because they're getting their name out. The more people yeah. like and share, it, the more people see it and everything like that. They're never going to win the fucking Powerball, and even if they did win the Powerball, there's no legal statement that's saying that they had to give this money out to yeah. people, you know. But all day long, in the midst of the Bowie uh, in memorials. I see all these people saying, you never know, and sharing like different like <laughs> steakhouses pictures of it, radio <laughs> stations fucking pictures of it and all this shit. Yeah, I did see something like that. But someone actually, he actually posted a picture of his own handwritten binding contract that made him have to give out his lottery winnings. But see, that is also another thing. That's not fucking true. Nothing you see on the <laughs> internet is true. Just because somebody types something in his computer and prints it out and signs it doesn't mean that it's a legally binding contract. <laughs> yeah. But then people in droves will share it you know it's like when they say that uh that mark zuckerberg's given out his millions oh yeah, yeah or yeah. you or you could get a free 250 dollars best buy you know mm. like oh big one was floyd May- mayweather and 50 cent are giving out a million if you like their pages 
Mayweather CEO, 50 Cent CEO, <laughs> and like do something else or whatever. Yeah, see, but that, you know what, that probably was somewhere along the line, like from their camp, knowing that knowing that they would never have to pay out on that because all of it's bullshit. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, they got those fucking things. They got mad anyway. likes on their yeah. pages, yeah. But you're right. I totally forgot about that. But that you're right. I can tell you how many people. Now, look, I think I have. What, the math thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think I have like, I don't know. I don't know how many friends on Facebook I have. Let's just say 600, right? It's not big by any means. Kids who are like 10 now have like 25,000 friends, <laughs> you know? I'm, a, I'm an older dude and whatever. I don't care about having friends on Facebook. But um, I couldn't tell you the amount of times I saw that reposted. And it was like how many – and most people like I would consider on that I'm friends with on Facebook have to be like someone. I don't know. Like I didn't think I was friends with any retards or whatever. <laughs> but but if like anybody who knows – who got past second grade would do that math, right? So <laughs> I guess what we're talking about if you don't know is that somebody put a post on Facebook saying that the, the jackpot was going to be what? 1.2? billion. $1.3 billion. And that and there's, there's – uh, three, four, it was 300 sorry. million people in America, and then everybody gets 4.3 million dollars. <laughs> and then it says, and solve poverty. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, poverty solved. Right, yeah. And like, and then people just saw that, didn't think for even a second that that would never be a possibility because, because it just would never, ha- you know, even if you didn't know how to do the math. And then just start hitting repost on it. Oh, you're just saying that just the fact of it in general would never happen? I mean, obviously. Yeah, the, the, just, right. that's not the way the lottery works. The, lo- the lottery isn't charity. The lottery's there so that they can make money. Right, You know, right. so there would never well, be... I, was th- I thought that was just more of just like a, you know, a, a what-if type thing. Not like it would actually happen. No, no, no. But I know, but, like... but, but even that alone would never happen because they would, it would never... Because if that was the case... Then you would be able to buy uh, it, 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 mathematically. You'd be able to buy enough tickets th- that you would be secure your way into winning the lottery or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, I know what you're saying. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there would never be an, like that much money out there that everybody in the world could get four point three million dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would have the lottery would have to be like one point three trillion. Right, right, or whatever. Everyone to get four point three million dollars, and also the worst. And I'm, I'm not a capitalist, and I'm not, I, I by any means, I, I, I probably lean more towards socialism, even though that sounds bad. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say that the worst thing in the world, even if it was possible that you could possibly do, would give everybody in the United States four point <laughs> three million dollars. Do you know how many people would just die that day? Yeah, it would, it, like, uh, including me. Yeah, right, <laughs> including you. Oh, speaking of, um, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but uh, but um, one of your, uh, I, I'm going to just use this term, I don't know if it's true or not, and I don't know if you, but I'm going to say drug buddies. <laughs> Let's just say somebody who runs in some of the circles that you may still or have run in um, was uh, in the same room as somebody I know and brought your name up. And uh, the person I know in that room said, "Hey, yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard that he's. I, I guess they b- basically said like I listened to his podcast, and it sounds like he's doing better, or whatever." And that guy said, "Oh, that's all. Basically, just said that's all an act, and uh, and he makes shit up." And, and what that I'm not that I don't do drugs. That you just basically that you're not any better, and that you're still like hardcore into everything. And you're, uh, is it someone that I know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say any names right, on the, yeah. on the, on the uh, yeah, thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 look, I'm not I'm not even asking you to to deny or or not that statement. I'm that's I'm just letting you know that it happened. But but what it, when I got told this story, it made me feel like I was like, okay, so now who's lying, right? Yeah, but where where do I ever say that I'm clean? Is what I want to know. You don't say that you're fully clean, but you do say that you're. You've been getting better. You've been. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm trying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And 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 from what I see when I sit with you in this the studio, it does seem that you're like you're you're getting better. Yeah. But from what this guy was saying was like that's not even that's not true. You know, like okay. was is the information that I got. The, well. I can just say that I can't hold that much water because I really don't hang out with dudes, you know? I, I can't remember the last dude that right. I just hung out with, you know, besides, like, you guys. You guys are the only times I hang out with guys, you know? Right. Other than that, I just hang out with girls. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, I get that. What I'm saying is when when that happened, it, I was like, okay, like, 
who who's lying then you know like and then i was and then i thought to myself why does every heroin addict have to fucking lie all the time why is that a thing why is that a fucking thing why if you are addicted to mm. any opiate you become a liar you may not become a thief even though most of them do well, I, I was thinking it, it revolves around thievery but right? it doesn't because most of the time the lies are just acting like you're not fucked up or or like acting like you're you're doing something else when you're really just getting high or or like blaming because you've even done this to me before like back when you're you were worse and i couldn't even talk to you and everything like you would you would say like i would say that somebody gave like i would say that somebody told me about you like third party was saying like oh you know like richie's all fucked up and then you would say well he's all fucked up so he doesn't even know you know what i mean like it's always the blame game with with i don't want to say you guys because yeah yeah you, you know what no, i'm saying because a lot of people don't want to admit that they get fucked up right that's what i'm saying yeah but so, so like I, mean, I don't i can't think of anyone that doesn't know that about me you know what i mean so i got nothing to hide. I, I just don't know what would bring <clears throat> what what would make somebody and, and it's not like this person was hanging out with this other person they'd happen to be in the same public place this guy heard your name come up and then and then said like oh you know like he's he's actually getting a little bit better and the other guy's like nope that's all bullshit he's not getting better you know like why even say that i don't know i yeah, i don't know i didn't mean to put you on the spot yeah, with well, that, but, people like to talk shit I mean, that's yeah. obvious. But you would say that you're getting better, right? People listening to the show want to know that you're... Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I know that if I compare myself today to myself, you know, a year ago or six months ago, I could Or even sit... three months ago. Yeah. I because mean, there well... were days that you came into this room and were eyes slammed shut and were meh, 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 yeah. meh, meh, and all that stuff. Yeah, there were. And that there has were. not happened in at least two months, if not more. Yeah. Now, I don't know. And again, my whole thing on this is always from the beginning is to just kind of stay out of it and kind of just be Switzerland, you know, and and non-biased in the whole situation. So I don't know. I mean, I, I you could easily just be making sure that you're in good shape for two hours a week. And then the rest of the time that I don't <laughs> see you, you could just be a fucking mess. I don't know that. And I'm not asking you if you are or anything like that. But, um, but you know, like I said, I bring it up because that is part of this podcast. It's always going to be part yeah, of this yeah, podcast. Yeah. And to the day that you walk in here and you're like, I'm clean, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a part of that po- part of the podcast. So, so I don't know. I yeah, know I'm I'm, I'm, like there was like two a day or two ago that I was actually like really, really depressed. It's like, why can't I just shut it off like a switch? You know what I mean? But it's fucking hard. Well, nobody could so shut it off hard. like a switch. Yeah, but it's like you know, you think. You do. You sit there and you think about all the good things that would come of it if it was just over. You know why isn't that enough to right. just stop? You know what I mean? And uh, can can I ask you, um, like, so you're obviously in the part of this where you have you, you want to get out of it. You have the will, like like you said, you just sat there and you thought, like, why can't this be over? Yeah. If you were like still into the enjoying it as much as you did in the beginning, you probably wouldn't be thinking those thoughts, right? But yeah, is, yeah. but is it but it, is it something that on a, some sort of level that you enjoy or is it really just keeping the sickness away and it's more just like you know yeah I mean yeah it keeps the sickness away but that's not really you know the, the physical sickness thing is something that I could probably eat for a couple of days just to get better but it, what it takes away is like you know any form of depression or you know sh- shitty feeling you have you know what I mean that's that's what goes away instantly yeah you know? it, it numbs you out right. I mean, you don't get numb. You just well, I'm talking about uh, yeah, like I guess, fe- emotions I guess you and feeling. Consider wise. it numb, right? You know, because I mean, it's not like you lose all emotions completely. It's just anything that's negative, you know, mm-hmm. it wipes away that negative feeling. Right. So you you won't feel depressed and you won't feel like upset. No, but won't be, you won't be like hard on yourself, you know. But would you agree that um, afterwards, like uh, when when uh, when you're when you're sober again, like and going through the trying to get out of it or whatever, wouldn't those emotions be there? But even like tenfold, yeah. So it's kind of like you're 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 making them subside for a little bit just to really kind of feel them more intensely later. Yeah. Because I know I know that you know like I've been through that not on the level that you're in. But that has happened with things in my life, you know, where you escape from it knowing that you're going to have to meet yeah. it full on a bunch harder than you would if you were just kind of just to kind of follow it all the way through, yeah. you know. So what stops you from and again, I'm not judging you. here. Oh, you know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, what stops you from just, just going through it? Just going through it. Yeah. 
Mr. Robot guess, style, strap yourself to the fucking bed and, and sweat yeah. it out. I mean, I guess it's just knowing that, you know, for a little while I can get rid of all those shitty feelings and then just, you know, worry about it tomorrow. So there's something inside of you that still wants it, is basically Yeah, what I that guess is. so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, not want it like, I don't want it to be a part of my life, but, you know, there's a part of me that wants it just for that moment. That that escape, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, and, and I think anybody at home listening to this can understand that. May, again, maybe not on that level, you know? Because people hear, like, let's say heroin, and they're like, <gasps> yeah. you know? But, like, look, you know, I've I've seen all your asses sleeping at a bar or doing coke in the fucking bathroom or, or all, all those things. And, and let's not act like one's any worse than another, right. you know? So, so on that level... It, it is all uh, any kind of getting fucked up, even smoking weed, which I think is as harmless as, you know, it's just nature or whatever. But even that's like some sort of escapism. And even that, that you might be escaping some things that might come back harder afterwards and all that stuff. Although if you're me, they're just there even harder while you're high. <laughs> you start freaking <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, no, I, I hear that all the time. <laughs> but um, so like I think that it it is a thing that a lot of people experience, you know. So it's, I don't know. So I, look, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but it's something that we haven't talked about in a while. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? I, I, yeah, I could talk about this whenever. I mean, as far as getting some outsider, I'm going to say probably a dirtbag's point of view on anything they think they know about me. Right. You know, it's just hilarious in a way because right. I don't, you know, I don't share my business besides the podcast with right. anyone. You know, especially any random guy that thinks they know anything about me. Right. You know. Yeah, it was just, it was a weird thing to hear because, because I guess of the podcast, you know, we, we, we have a decent amount of listeners now who are kind of slowly going through this journey with you, even though we don't talk about it every episode. Mm. Um, because we just don't, you know, this isn't the drug podcast, but it is a big part of this right. podcast. Like, why would I waste my time talking about it at all? I would totally steer away from the topic completely. Right. Yeah, I'd just be like, I don't, don't want to talk about it. Right. You know, it's no one's business. You know what I mean? But everybody but. that I talk to, even even people I don't know who email about the podcast or whatever, or or friends of ours who listen to the podcast, or people I haven't seen in a while that I might bump into someplace that either have listened to the podcast or have heard about it, or at least heard about you know you or whatever, have all said to me in the past month or so, like, oh, it sounds like Richie's really trying to you know like trying to make a comeback, like getting better, you know, like sounding better and and all that stuff. And my my thing is, you know, I always say, yeah, that's you know, I, from what I see, that's what is happening. Uh-huh. I don't have all the information, but from what I see, that is what's happening. So this person saying that was like the first thing of the first person saying like, yeah, no, 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 that's just true. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, oh, OK, well. And then in my mind, and forgive me for this, but having dealt with you before and dealt with other people in our lives that, that were going through the same thing, I always have to have like a suspicion in the back of my head of who's oh, telling yeah, the truth, you, you know? Yeah, and it has course. nothing to do with my love for you or or, or, or my trust for you or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, normal. Yeah, right. It so, yeah. so it makes me it makes me feel like, okay, well, you know, so like all these, you could sit here and say all these, you know, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Uh, you sound better, you look better, all that stuff. All these people come up to me and say, hey, Richie's, Richie sounds like he's doing better. Like, you know, we're really pulling for him and all that stuff. And then one other, and I'm going to guess, I pretty much know 100%, another addict says, yeah, that's all bullshit. I know the real deal because I'm an addict and he's not like that. And then all of a sudden you're like me as a friend. And now I'm talking as a friend, which I don't normally do on the podcast, um, you know, made me kind of like sink back into my chair and be like, ah, man, really? Like, you know, like, uh. but when I guess logically, I should probably be like, well, that guy's probably a liar, too. But, you know, but well, you never know. And yeah. that was my whole thing is why does everybody on dope lie all the time? Well, I would think it's to not let people know that they're on drugs. You know what I mean? People, you know, it's it's not easy for me to sit here and admit the fact that I do drugs. You yeah, know what right. I mean? It's not easy at all. Right. But I'm, And I commend you, know, you for doing I it. I want to talk about it, you know. And the only reason, like, if I was in a shittier state than I was in the past, I wouldn't want to talk about it. You know, the only right. reason, kind of the reason why I want to talk about it is because I do feel that I've improved a lot. So it makes me kind of, it makes it easier for me to talk about it. Well, that's good. You know? So, so are you saying that, like, let's say, let's say that there's a point in the future, because we plan on doing this podcast for a long time. Let's say there's a point in the future where, like, you totally slip. And that, that would be understandable. I mean, the, the, the road to sobriety 
as anybody who has tried it before knows, is a long road with a lot of detours and a lot of U-turns and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So let's just say in, in the future, two months from now, you fall into like a really bad, uh, you know, like a couple steps back and, and you're really bad. A- at that point, is that something that like you're, you wouldn't want to discuss? Because I feel like for if it's somebody who's publicly trying to get sober, I feel like that is something that you probably want to discuss. Yeah? Um, I mean... Uh, not really, you know. I'm. I guess I. What What good would come of me discussing that? You know, that's what I feel. I I, I feel like more good comes of, comes out of when I talk about how much better I'm doing because that makes me want to stay on that road. If I talk about, oh man, you know, I just been getting real fucked up lately. I feel like that just kind of puts you in a place where it's like, oh, oh well, you know, this is just gonna keep on happening. So fuck it. Yeah. Well, but if it comes from the place of like I know I'm fucking up again, and I don't want this to happen, you know, well, the whole thing is a fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? The right. whole thing, the whole entire thing is just fucked up. You know, but I mean, I don't plan on that ever really happening. You know, so well, no, that's good, and I hope it doesn't happen. Mm. I'm just asking these questions because it's something you know that that m- might happen that we might have to w- go through. And as as your let's just say for the sake of this podcast, business partner. I'm again, I'm taking my friendship out of this. Like you know, w- we have a little bit of a different relationship once these mics are off. Yeah, you know, and then that Devin will normally be like, dude, you're a fucking asshole or or whatever. And I'll tell you, you know, but uh, I've I've we've made a point to on the air have a non-biased discussion yeah, yeah. about something that a ton of people in in America right now are going through, you know, and that's that's the whole point and and I want to continue to have that open discussion, you know. So so when I ask you these questions, it's really on the basis of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, personally I want to see you be clean and back to the Richie that I used to know and run with and all that shit. But um but also it, it's an important thing to talk about because so many people out there who probably aren't fucking admitting it just like every you know like everybody does you know yeah. it's uh it, it, it's it, it's weird with that specific drug like that for some reason is the shameful one yeah. you know mm-hmm. like people are people love to tell you that they just snapped rails in the bathroom yeah and people love to tell you that they just smoked a blunt people love to tell you that they just stopped acid but no one ever really loves to tell you that they just shot heroin yeah you know and it's uh but it but the numbers show especially in this area that we're in that it's a fucking huge thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, know? it's a huge problem. A so, huge problem. And usually with drug ep- epidemics, it's another drug that comes along to save you from it. <laughs> you know, like let's say the late seventies heroin epidemic, we had coke and crack come out, and all the people that were doing dope were like, "Fucking hey, crack is better." Right. We moved on to crack, and that's what it got. Even though it wasn't a positive thing that got us out of the heroin epidem- epidemic, it was another drug. It just got replaced by something else, yeah. and then crack turned into methamphetamine. And yeah. Then, yeah right. So what the hell? Is, how's this one going to end? What what drugs? Well, gonna... but just the fact that it's bad, and and we all know what sparked this. Yeah. latest heroin epidemic mm-hmm. is the fucking doctors pushing those shitty pills on everybody right. just so they can fucking make money. I yeah. mean, you know, and they're never going to stop doing that. Uh, yeah, if anybody should be locked up in fucking jail, it's, it's those fucking mm-hmm. dudes. But um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, what what is going to come after this? I, I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah. Look, the, the the war on drugs is is never been a winning thing. There's always going to be drugs, and 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 to talk on the to talk on a social level. I mean, I could again. This is something I don't want to get into. We're coming to the end of the show, but um. You know, the way that America even handles drug addiction and and drug addicts and all that stuff is completely wrong. That needs to change. It's something that's always going to be around. And so, therefore, people like you who go on a podcast and talk about their struggles with it is, I think, is a very important thing, you know, Um, because – because there's there's no reason that you should ever look down on anybody for some sort of substance abuse or like addiction. People mm. make mistakes. People party too hard. People get into their fucking shit. Um, if maybe you're like totally cool with it and you're robbing and stealing and, and being a complete scumbag, that's one thing. But if you're sitting here as a regular guy, an intelligent, funny human being that a lot of people care about saying, I got into this bullshit and I'm trying as hard as I can to work my way out of it and I want to talk about it. I think that's a dialogue that a lot of people have to have. You know what I mean? So that's, you know. Well, unfortunately, that's not the, you know, I I would say that's not the the mass consensus on this drug, you know. Right. But but I've never met, and and it's not like I, you know, I run a fucking clinic, so I don't know tons of people, but I've known a few growing up and, and being around and stuff. I've never met 
of somebody who's addicted to that specific drug that, again, wasn't ashamed of it and didn't want to get out of it. You know, you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah, I'm sure everybody does. Right. So, so, so if everybody's feeling that same thing, there has to be some sort of dialogue about it. And I know that you could go in the basement of a church and you could fucking talk about it with a bunch of people. I know you could go away for 30 days to some, some spa resort and, and, and do that fucking thing. Mm. But on a bigger level, it, it needs to be talked about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I don't know. Not to on the uh, day after David Bowie died. I don't mean to get too somber and fucking crazy, but um, it's all right. I'm still uh, I'm still working out, Lenny baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when uh, when we met up this morning or this morning right before the show, I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to talk about Bowie. I know you don't care about him that much, and you're like, well, I'm, all I care about is the <laughs> is the mayor from Ghostbusters. <laughs> and then before the show. Um, the fourth wall. This bitch is you. Were tra- <laughs> you were trying frantically to look up what movies he was in, and, you, and he wasn't in shit. And you found out that he was in Ghostbusters one and Ghostbusters two. <laughs> and that's it. Well, he was in Ace Ventura, but I can't think of what what he was in. in Ace I know. Ventura. I got to fucking look that up now. What the fuck was he in in that movie? He was he definitely uh, wasn't a Guado. <laughs> I don't know who he was. I don't. know, Maybe he had a scene with Tone Loke someplace. <laughs> yeah, Tone Loke <laughs> took that movie. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Awkward High Five Podcast. Um, I'm back to looking for Lenny, baby. <laughs> uh, go on to Twitter and follow us there at Awkward HI, the number five. Uh, you can email us at Awkward High Five Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. All that good shit. Oh, and leave a review on iTunes. Oh, he's the doctor in the psych ward. When I he's in the tutu, and he's like... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, the one that walks him around? Yeah, yeah oh, he's yeah. the doctor. <laughs> Lenny, rest in peace. How yeah. old was he? Uh, I don't know, probably old. Like I think 80. he was like in his 80s, yeah. so he made it. Yeah. The mayor makes it. <laughs> um, okay, anything else before we get out of here? No, that's it. R.I.P. Right. Lenny, baby. And we'll see you guys in a few days. My eyes were red when you were here But now you're not in there, clear my where did you go? I'm not high and I'm not low. If I knew a breakup, man, I can't break you up and taste you again. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more pain, less, wanna smoke you up. Inhale my best and I'm out of love. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.